1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September twenty third. Andy, how we doing?
0: Brendan, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. First day of the Presidents Cup in the books. You know, one you day gruntful? down. No, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, no? I'm gruntled. I'm gruntled that it's over. Really? You're gonna be Mister
1: Negativo here. Is I'm not being Mister. <laughs>
0: It was fine. It was a fine day. It's just that the teams are so overmatched. It's just
1: it ended up about what we thought it would be four to one. So as we record this, um,
0: I'm the, not sure the guys it got, that,
1: to where, the, got to that. <laughs> yes, the, the, I don't know if we expected the route that they took to get to four to one, but we expected to end up at four to one or somewhere thereabouts. But Cam Davis and Siwoo Kim get the only point on the board. Taylor Pundra at the Mito, you know, it's another Yank left on a 18 and they kind of give away the last point, not give away, but you know, give away a half. Um, and it's four, one after the first session. So, uh, I don't know. It's about what we expected. We'll see that that's a, it's a bad format for them. The teams are not quite equitable. That's a home game for the United States. Uh and we're 4-1. to one. T- Trevor Ibelman you know, I, I want him... I want the internationals to win, I think. I, I will say that outright. He seemed a little, you know, deflated, but he's got to, you know, it's it's kind of what... He had to steal himself for the possibility of a, of a significant deficit after the first session, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean... I think this was closer to being 5-0 than it was to being 3-2. That's fair, yeah.
1: I mean... Uh, Scheffler and Burns sort of gagged. Uh, In the middle of the day, is, a great <laughs> shot. And, and it was close to 5 0. Yes. It looked like it was going to be 5 0. In the middle
0: of the day, yeah. 4 1, you would take it and run. Uh if you're the internationals. Right. And I, it just you know, one of their issues is like Adam Scott and Hideki just aren't very terrible, good at this terrible, event. Terrible. Hey, the, Adam Scott score, could hit the like broad a, side
1: of a building with his driver. Hideki's putting was doing his you know, they were bad. They were bad. You need your horses to play well, and they just haven't never played well. And, um, and Sanjay and Corey Connors weren't great either. So
0: it's, a, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I don't really have much hashtag analysis for this other than like
1: hashtag people use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't foresee. As I did at the beginning yesterday, I don't foresee a way that they win this. There's just no path. Like they don't have the horses. Okay, so Scotty and Sam Burns lost today. Are they going to lose tomorrow to those guys? No. Are they going to lose the next day? Probably not. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll,
1: we're recording right after this finish, so we probably maybe we'll have the lineup by the end of it, maybe after Flashback Friday. We'll see. Hey, it's supposed to dip down a little bit. It looked sweltering 90 degrees in Charlotte today. <laughs> Fall is here, we're gonna get under 50 here in DC. I saw a Michigan, Maryland like game this weekend, it's gonna be in the 40s, maybe. You know what that Whoa. means, Andy? you know what that means layering season, <laughs> layering boy. <laughs> um, hey.
0: I'm, I got text I'm, from I'm my friends
1: just who were like, listen. I could not believe Andy's enthusiasm generally for layers. I'm going to go to zero restriction. You just to list the joy was popping through the, the microphone on the, your enthusiasm.
0: I'm about, about to go on a, a monster, monster road trip. I'm going Boston to Maine, back to Boston, Live and work in Maine to upstate New York, down to central Ohio. And then I cap it off with a trip to Dallas, Texas. You know what I'm going to need? A lot of a lot of versatility. Versatility. Climate, <laughs> you know, what? There're going to be vests, that are going to be ample zero restriction vests p- packed. Maybe some pullovers. Maybe the champ hoodie makes its way in there. Yeah, but we're yeah, going mean to need we're going to need stuff that I can wear a lot of different ways. I'm going to have to have some shorts in there too because I looked at the Dallas forecast, still like 97. How do people oh, live there? How do they live there?
1: Well, I'd probably say the same thing about Chicago in February, right? That's true. true. You know, (laughs) Uh, everybody yeah, has an issue with with their climate, except for a few, you know, rare exceptions. But um, yes, zero restriction is the official outerwear apparel for both the U.S. and the international side. I've got a question. I don't know if they're big into layers. If it
0: is going into 60s, 70s, maybe the layers come out. Do you think it would make the competition better if the U.S. team had to wear their full rain gear? <laughs> <laughs> All times. Today, 90 <laughs> degrees, 85, 90.
1: Well, it full is sleeves, incredibly breathable fabric, I'm told. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, it is It is lightweight, breathable fabric. I, I should say that. But yes, that would be an amusing little wrinkle. Got to uh-huh. wear those. Uh, I just... just Kind of sweat box all the time. Uh, but there's no restriction, right? In the swing. Is, that, really, zero. is that zero?
0: Zero restriction.
1: <laughs> Which is where you could go. Zero restriction.com. Use the promo code SGS25 for 25% off. It's a lot. My friends were legitimately going based on our ad rate to get that stuff. They could not believe your enthusiasm for layering and the amount off twenty five
0: percent. Hey, I think we have we have a couple uh we have fried egg and shotgun start ZR vest in the Pro Shop too. We don't have any promo codes for those. The well, SGS twenty-five doesn't work. But I'd, we do have layering options in the pro shop
1: as well. I'd use the Z seven ten jacket all the names are uh are hard for me to memorize i just know they're good z710 jacket is what i have and also the the vest i believe so it's like a lightweight great piece i would go with that uh but also they have the official usa colors if you're feeling patriotic you know prez cup usa colors you want to go for that if you're feeling oh yeah you know, you, uh, an affinity a, for the a
0: fleece hybrid vest that's new i haven't seen that i might all right, they're official I parallel. like the Z the Z six twenty five is like just like a great staple uh vest. FYI. All right. Well they the lighter weight ones go. like the Z seven seven hundred. Okay. Go to
1: zerorestriction.com, use the promo code SGS twenty five for anything. Rain gear. You know, that's what the guys have for, What do you uh, think about the hoodie vest? The captain's pick.
0: Do you think uh, I now that hoodies are accepted in the golf space, thanks to all the influencers that worked really hard on it. You know fought through all the all the really outrage <laughs> fought through all the outrage that of nobody about the hoodies and got hoodies to be acceptable. Thank you, influencers. Thank you everywhere. Um, what do you think are hoodie vests acceptable?
1: Yeah, and I don't want to down a sponsor product, but like why do you need a hood if you don't need sleeves? You know, like where are we going? Where are like I'll just say, an
0: odd different appendages to choose to to protect. I've been like, getting into a great habit of morning running. Spend, you know, yeah. Like a month and a half going. It's been awesome. It's like the, a meditation in the morning, but you're running. Um, but anyways, I I think the hooded hooded vest would be great. When it's where, a why little do bit use cool. The
1: hood? Are you, you you put it up
0: when you're running? Yeah and then oh. once you get warmed up you can take the hood off how about that well there's you go there's do you ever there. use a hood do you ever use ho- hoods uh, for from hoodies
1: yeah like on the sideline of my kids games and stuff but not yeah. during golf and this was the whole outrage with go- like the utility of a hood it's just a nuisance playing golf a hood sometimes right? yeah i think it could be useful other times Will the ad read be longer than our hashtag analysis? Who could say? To to be determined. We'll see. Um, Look
0: at that. Oh, the holy field vest is, is, uh, is the hooded vest is, is discounted, maybe. And then you can use SGS
1: 25 <laughs> on top of that. There you go. I just, I don't know about these. Hey, can I get one more apparel takeoff? Yeah, sure. The hats with the, with the missing vowels, you know, we're on the record about that. I would say close second, not as bad. And it's been around for a few years. The hats that just have the year of the club course, whatever was founded, just says 1921, 1905 and big numbers on the front. Those are terrible. They make no sense. Those are just as stupid almost as the missing Vols hats. So I'm going on the record for that and hoodie vests. All right, moving on to the uh, president's cup. Anything more you want to say about the one deficit? Did anybody surprise so- you? Corey Connors, and Sanjay M had a chance to really take down Justin Thomas, who was pretty pretty shaky early on. Jordan Spieth was Jordan Spieth for most of it. Um, and they kind How of many balls are going to pop day. out of the creek? What What do you mean? Which creek? All An of 18. Just creeks in general? You know, I was or uh, 18 that's now whatever the hole it is. 15. I was getting a real DLF vibe with that hole today. Just kind of balls <laughs> ping-ponging and around off of rock outcroppings. I guess they're not out. But that makes, you know, they should take this thing to DLF. They want to amp up the circus entertainment, right? They got to get this in there. Um, It'd be hard with the interbond now gone. But yes, there were balls bouncing all over the place. What did you make of the pregame show? Oh, my God. That pregame was so
0: weird. Thank
1: you, Cognizant. Thank you, Rolex. Like, what are they doing? Why are they shouting out the, like, Citibank, thank you! Like, everybody's already there to be
0: fired up. They could have just done the Star Spangled Banner. Like, no, they don't have to do
1: that either, to be
0: clear. And then the flyover, they could have done that, the flyover and hit the tee shots, and it would have been great. What a waste of taxpayer dollars. They got a
1: flyover going over a golf course. Like that just does. Why does? Why do they need a flyover for
0: the president? Does the taxpayer pay for that?
1: I don't know. It seems like an unnecessarily show of military. Whatever. So I it just doesn't seem necessary. A flyover for the first day of the President's Cup, for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> for or there's any? only two thousand there's like it's like the largest build out in President's Cup history. It's a flyover for two thousand people. When you think about it like from that sense, like at least a football game is like sixty thousand people. That are 100,000, like at a college football game, a hundred thousand people, a flyover. For this it's two thousand people. And that's little, little build out. Uh, yeah, it was.
1: I don't know what happened. Did the Saudis get the fanatics. Did the Saudis buy out the fanatics.
0: Are they gone? How about they Darius Rucker? Do you think he's now a targeted man by the Saudis? Why? Because he sings? He's a, yeah, because he's, he's a tour guy. Yeah,
1: probably. I think he's on like some board of the tour or something. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit much. That the, the, the L3, we've got twenty-four guys who are committed to the PGA tour. Like, just don't acknowledge that. Like, stop. Like, do you also? Do you? Are you sure? All 24? Like that could that could not look, you know, seems a like one's already like a week
0: or already gone after the President's no. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> like it's already been talked about. Like it's widely known that he's gone after the after the President's Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I it's just I did I I tweeted something about how start. uncomfortable it was. Yeah. And and Brendan Quinn was like perfect. He's like imagine uh the the commissioner of Mark the NCAA, Ma- Mark Ebert getting up and and giving a speech before the national championship game. Everybody be like what the hell is going on? Jay Monty ends up there speaking. like just or it you know just like we got to we got to end it 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 just just i think just in general with the tour less is more just if well, they could just take sucks. that philosophy to heart it Conference so many groups, like moats, this event less marketing. is more all right like don't do any of this and it you know i was like pumped up to watch i was excited oh, it
1: took the air out of the balloon quickly it that did and, you know adam scott driving in the bunker what's like, the worst part of a wedding um it's a good question well the intros what is it the, the speeches. speeches well it depends on who you yeah it's usually the speeches depends consistently
0: the speech. they're a great speech could transcend it, it to like a different level but great speeches are so far and few between yep yep and so just speeches before you're trying when you're trying to get amped up is they're just we have Millions of examples every year with weddings. They just kill the buzz. They kill the buzz of an event. Um, all
1: right. So then it starts slow. Starts slow with the pregame. Starts slow with the matches in terms of just, it looks like it's a, just going to be a complete whitewash yet again. Just a month, you know, an avalanche of American victories and points. And it sort of ended that way, but at
0: least it got interesting in the last hour, hour and for, a half. For everybody that says the course doesn't matter, right? Um, for these things? I think it does because I think back to the President's Cup and how the first hole at Royal Melbourne Mm -hmm. was just awesome Mm -hmm. to watch. And it like immediately got you engaged in the event. Yep. And I think that's like, you know, like a perfect example of, of why a golf course matters for these things. Like, obviously team events and team match play events, you know, you can have a great team match play event. You can have a great event anywhere, really. But your floor gets raised like in that hole was so fun to watch because there were different strategies. There were different ways to play it. And like it had like some teeth, like people would drive it up close and make bogey. People lay back, make birdie, like all this different stuff. It like immediately got you on edge. Right. Right. And I feel like this golf course, you could just sleep through the front nine.
1: Well, yep. I mean that Royal Melbourne one, I know, I know it's like one of the best golf courses in the world. So it's, it's like, you know you can't do that every year but uh, like how many first holes outside of the tee scene do you remember do you actually care about Do you get engaged about you know in these in these team events and that was one that i like distinctly remember the strategy of it the outcome um sort of do you think they could
0: get sam burns a hat that fits
1: what's wrong with it it's too big too high in the crown I'm sorry I, I interrupted you. I just was thinking about that. I wasn't making an important point. No, nothing here is important. So, uh, Did you think it was a good day of golf play? Some guys were okay. It was all right. A lot of guys were underwhelming. Cam Young was not great until that last putt really went in. A couple of big booming drives, but he missed a lot of putts. Morikawa uh, was putting it on a, you know, had it on a strain there for the first like 15, 12, 13 holes. Cam Young was okay. JT the dial was tones sort of were great. Spieth was, well, they're just absolute killers. I mean, they're killers in this event, in this format. And here's a larger point I want to say like, is the President's Cup, is the international team hollowed out, right? They, they are. They've been dramatically impacted by this. But I also think we might just be in a moment where American teams in this and Ryder Cup are going to be extremely good and kick ass. And, you know, Xander and Can'tley are a big part of that. And so, like, yeah, it lost its luster by losing Neiman and Smith, and they probably could have kept it, would have kept it more competitive. But I think that also sort of, I don't know, it obscures it obscures the fact that this could be just an American era of dominance. When you think about how much we've turned over, just from, I'd say, like, Remember when it was like Speeth and just like Spieth himself, like all the way through like 2016. You have like Ryan Moore, when CJ Future, were still playing, and all these people. Yes, and how fast that switched. With like, I think honestly, with these team events, the US can count on having like six, seven, eight guys who are in the top twelve in the world rankings, maybe top ten in some years, and there'll be dips. But this is just like a moment where they can make a lot of these cup events pretty lopsided. And I, and, and when you have a wounded international team, that's even exacerbated worse. So I, I think I just want to make that point clear. And this isn't over, but, but watching these guys again today, it's like, yeah, the Prez Cup's been lopsided for its entire history. Also, this might just be a moment in American team golf that could uh, persist.
0: I think the only re- realistic fair, if you want to do a 12 man competition, the only realistic fair um, format teams would be the world versus the US. And even that would be ta- a talent disparity for the world. God, people are going to pop us. People from across the
1: pond, people from Australia, they're going to be, they think we're going to be in cocky Americans. I, I'm not suggesting that. It's just, There was a lot of weakness after like three, four guys. It wasn't weak, but for 20 years there, it was like the top three or four guys in the world. And then it was like a rotating cast of characters. The Kuchar types, the ZJ types, the Jimmy Walkers, like that kind of thing. And that's been really confined to eight guys have become like four at the end that are, are, uh, you know, rotating cast.
0: So in the top 11 of the world rankings, there's six Americans and five world players okay that would be okay. you know I think I kind of think that should be the the format every other year is the world <laughs> versus America that's a lot it would involve yeah. it would involve the whole tour I think it's really weird that they have this like tour run thing and it's like hey Europeans that you're on the tour you, you can't you guys can't play I think that's just strange it was right use,
1: yeah it is I guess I, I just they have a Ryder Cup already though.
0: So, so I mean, yeah, it's but kinda... it's just I think it's just weird that like you have this like it's such a whole tour thing, but then there's a subset of the tour that can't play.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole thing is a little little c- contrived, but whatever. It has a bit of history at this point. Um, I thought it was interesting. The European Tour was relegated to streaming this morning. Kazoo French Open. Legit players in it, you know, playing contending Bobby McIntyre again. you got Tommy Peters. you got Rasmus Hogard leading. And and all they were doing was showing reruns of like President's Cup coverage all the way to noon. But that gets to the broadcast. Um, That gets to the broadcast. I don't want to scream and holler about it. The broadcast, um, the coverage is not good. Uh, It was not good. I don't want to scream about it beyond that. It felt like sometimes the matches were playing through the commercials (laughs) and that was sort of the intervening break where the actual matches, they were missing a lot of golf when there's not a lot of golf on the course to manage. Um, There was, I thought they sort of ignored the last match, which ended up being the one that went to the 18th. Um, And I get that there were some stars out ahead. Uh, It it they were going out of their way to talk about the crowds. It was like a toned down sort of Arlo deal and uh, Arlo white and Jerry Foltz deal. Like just talking about the sold out crowds and how massive they were. Like we got it. Um, I, I commentary has got to be what it's got to be. I, I, I thought that was fine, but just the last, like if you want to be an entertainment product and you want to attract new fans, this is, a, I don't want to be a broken record, but, this wasn't appealing to watch, the way it was presented. It wasn't. It was hard to follow. I saw Paulie, Egg Paulie. I mean, there's a bunch of people hollering at Egg was, Paulie was, you know, he's a stat- quant guy. He's like, four shots, four commercials, four shots, four commercials. He, he takes a lot to get Paulie, Paulie emotional about anything, good, bad, or indifferent. He was worked up. Uh, it's just not a good presentation. And if you are the PGA Tour and you're worried about losing – fans or losing players like present your product a little better this was not well done
0: in my well, opinion i'm not going to scream about hit, it I'll leave you've hit at. on you've hit on a thing the the fans come after the partners what does that mean when, when jay what do does his thing
1: fans come, oh oh the, partners. I gotcha.
0: the was players partners. the partners he was on
1: golf channel on wednesday <laughs> night talking about partners he didn't didn't come off great i would say uh thought the questions are fine he was didn't have a lot to add. Do um, you have anything you want to add about the broadcast? It was frustrating, right? I, without getting too deep in the weeds on it.
0: Yeah, difficult to watch. It's, um, you know, I, I just this is a this is an event that's that's makes money, and that that's what you always have to keep in mind when you're watching. It is about the money, and it, it goes all the way down to the telecast to the fan experience. I mean, like. What about like the first tee, where there's they have the luxury booths underneath the f- stands? Like, think about how they've taken the the Ryder Cup first tee, which is awesome. Like the first tee at the Ryder Cup made this whole thing popular, and then they've monetized it for partners with with the with the lower boxes. You know, the the Ryder Cup doesn't do that, and the the PGA is not an organization that shies away from monetizing. Like all the so, all the seats are for fans. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um, just it was it choked off my excitement about the the first couple hours. It really choked it off, just not being able to watch it and like feel like you're getting any kind of pace. And um, I know they gotta serve masters. Well, some of those are ads, but like you watch the YouTube stream on live, and it just you don't have that. And I, you know, I know they would prefer it to have ads, but uh, it just chokes you off there the start. So
0: yeah. I think I think the other thing is like, you know, 20 guys or I guess there's only eight eight shots. <laughs> there's there's only 10 balls in play That's and they were struggling f- yeah, with 10 yeah. balls. <laughs> I was going to say 20, but there's only 10 balls in play. I can't even I can't was, even I can't. I was trying to make an excuse. I was trying to say they, they really thrive at eight balls in play. It was 10. There was one tomorrow's on going to be even
1: worse and they missed it. There was one match on the course. The first match was in the bunker on 18 on the first hole and they missed the shot while you were away. One match, one match to track two balls on the course and they're doing while you were away. All right. Uh, the internationals led three of 83 holes after three oh, of 83 God. holes played to death. Um, it's only 4 one though. It's only 4 one for that. I mean, it feels like it should be four and half a half. half. Five zero. Um, how far hey, does this I, go? Is there a potential we're done? The year, Saturday? the
0: year, well, the year, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I mean, four one is is a very real possibility for every session.
1: They got to get the to 15. so that would put them at sixteen if they did four one in the first four sessions. or done Saturday night. They get sixteen. I think my math's right there. So yes, they could conceivably.
0: I mean, if you did the simulation just based off of talent, like. I don't, you know, I think like there's probably like some sixty six thirty three situations here. Like you're gonna come out at like three two almost every session. Yeah, like that's like fair, like you know. And so if if the if the internationals don't play well, you know, at best they put their best team out there. When they put their best two players out there, you don't think those guys are coming in. Those guys are at a disadvantage. I don't understand all the CBs hate. That's not hate. I'm just saying,
1: you know, CBs is not coming to the salvation. I hope CBs lights it up tomorrow. <laughs> <So do I. laughs> Tell me to shove it. I love it. Um, all right, the four ball matches are being announced right now. Uh, we have. Do you speak- want to do Flashback Friday? Let's do flashback come back? Friday. We'll come back to that. Uh, flashback it's presented Friday. by
0: precision pro go Golf. get the new nx10
1: it's a great rangefinder. slope adjustment it's super on top.
0: fast pops
1: catches on pops you get your number right away you're not fiddling around like a doofus in the middle of the fairway trying to latch on to the your target uh use the promo code shotgun 20 you get 20 dollars off at precisionprogolf.com uh use the nx10 customize it you got the th- Plates you can interchange to make it. You put your own little flare on that. I see they have a lot of college football or college colors there. You could get Illinois, I suppose. There's Ohio. It just looks like a lot there's of different a, college colors. There's a fried so you know, egg name, a face plate. There is but I figured I would try to sell the people in college football before they uh, are ourselves, but you could do that too. Uh, but go to precisionprogolf.com. Thanks for them for their constant support of this podcast. What's our flashback Friday. You've been saying it's a doozy. It's a long one. All
0: right. It's a long one. It's about, about the mutiny of the 96 presidents cup. Okay. Uh, this is, this from a, a lot of this is from a high made. Almost all of this is from a high made DS piece. It's just so good. It's, I implore all you to read it. Um, but it it was a... The At SI.com? SI, the piece, com? SI, right? the SI okay. Vault. Okay. The Graham Mutiny. Captain David Graham was praised for his work in the first President's Cup. So why did his players fire him before the second? Oh, my God.
1: Think about that happening now. I wouldn't mind right. if it happened to ZJ. He's doing his <laughs> chance on the first tee again today.
0: I'm going to read... Read from the article here. Yeah. Two and a half hour meeting in the conference room of the Grand Hotel in the English town of St. Anne's. In attendance were 10 players eligible for the international team, which would play the U.S. in the President's Cup. All were there to compete in that week's British Open at Royal Lytham. This was before a major championship. (laughs) Overseeing the meeting were three officials representing South African, Australasian, and U.S. Tours. In a move many of them would come to regret, the players, with one absentee had unanimously voted to oust Graham as their captain less than two months before the President's Cup was to be played. At meeting's end, the players had agreed to reconvene in two days to give PGA Tour Commissioner Tim Fincham, who is arriving from U- the U.S. on Tuesday, a chance to talk them out of what they were clearly determined to do. All, All right. parties had also agreed to keep silent about what had transpired. What was he enforcing? What was he trying to get these
1: people to do that we'll didn't get to we'll get, to we'll get to that. Was he sleeping with someone's
0: wife? What's going on here? Why is he getting- so So Graham knew that this players meeting was happening, but he had no clue of the subject matter. He thought it was oh, no. just like oh, just like logistics. a a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh great, the players are having a player meeting. So Craig Perry made the call. To okay. Graham And this was This was before he talked to Fincham Before the players talked to Fincham Okay So, so Craig Perry makes the cram- Call to Graham And Graham responds Or answers the phone Hello Craig how did the meeting go The response David The players would like a new captain. <laughs> oh no What so Graham resigns. <laughs> oh my god. So Billy the PR out line out the PR line was was that he had failed to communicate with the players and was unable to bring them together as a team. But like if that was the case such
1: a generic such a Why generic. was he
0: given why was he given a second run after '94, which was deemed a success? Right, you know, and the players didn't like him. Yeah, so like this was like an inc- incredibly bad look for Tim Fincham. He was like, you know, there's all these people came out of this marred. Tim Fincham's one of them because, like, Tim and Fincham goes on to be to be like, I should have asked the players. This was a big mistake. I didn't ask the players.
1: Oh, so not listening to so, his players, the PGA Tour, not listening to their players. Okay.
0: So, (laughs) this is from Diaz's piece. Getting into some of the background. Greg Norman was once again held responsible for a rash and ill-conceived decision. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Although Norman contends that he was not the ringleader behind Graham's dismissal, he played an integral role displaying the same impetuous... (laughs) Impetuous? Impetuous, yeah. yeah. Impetuousness. That had marked his actions while he was uh, promoting the failed world tour in 94. And when he accused Mark McCumber of of cheating Cheating. at the 1995 World Series of Golf. So keep in mind, Norman's like still pissed off about the world tour WGC thing. Yeah. So this is back to Perry. We regret the way it happened. David Graham, (laughs) a winner
1: of the PGA U.S. Open, right? Australian, all-time Australian, T three at the Open. He's done a ton of stuff. Uh, He was was extremely
0: well respected. He was picked as the captain because he lived in Dallas. Okay, he was like around golf still. He wasn't on the senior tour full time.
1: Thirty-seven so, professional
0: wins. All right, go ahead. So this is in, this article is written, you know, a month or two after this was like in the lead up of the of the of the president's cup. This was written. So so Diaz says uh, Diaz says Perry, who has not spoken with Graham since their faithful conversation, if we could just get in that room again and do it all over, oh, no. Graham David would still be captain. Graham describes himself as a quote-unquote, a man of principle, very high principle. I'm a loyal friend, very honest, and I don't do things halfway. I do them right. So this is the man that they ousted. Graham, so this is Diaz. Graham performed his duties as a captain of the first international team with typical zeal. No detail was too small from picking the team uniforms to learning the protocol for which several diplomatic functions around Washington, D.C., to which the President's Cup uh, participants were invited. Yet for all of his meticulousness, Graham's style was an odd mix of control and detachment that left several players confused. While Graham had worked tirelessly, he had not made personal contact with most of his team. As a result, many arrived in Washington feeling disoriented. <laughs> All right. This 94. is. Uh, that was
1: 94,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. So this is one of the officials, Brent Chalmers, who was the South African official in the room. One of the things we found out too late was that a lot of players didn't think things were organized because they had heard nothing from David. In fact, David had made sure everything was done, he just hadn't told them. Wow. Oh. So this is like he just wasn't picking up the phone and calling guys. Yeah.
1: He was doing it all. Couldn't text so, back then. He had to call everybody. I hate calling people. I can empathize with them. But go
0: ahead. So here's, here's Graham. I may have put too many energies into making the President's Cup a successful tournament tournament, and maybe didn't pay enough attention to the players. But the But if the captain is doing his job right, there's nothing he really needs to communicate to players. Everything is taken care of. My goal, which I believe I accomplished, was to protect them from details so their minds were clear to play. I mean, Ad- these guys literally goal. had to just get off, the, get off the plane and play, and they were upset that they didn't know what was going on. But they just everything was taken care of some for need, Some need their hand held. So what happened in '94? Let's get into get into some of the I was, things. You so. know, I got. It. I'm so happy you have this. I was trying to find photos, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out who
1: was on the team. You know, Norman's in some, and then he's not. A uh, uh, Jumbo's on some, and then he's not. He's out. But like the week of, it seems like it they was had so to call so, so riffraff. Yeah, yeah, All like right, it was so
0: ahead. like uh, it, it was like you know it was the first year of this thing. Like L's had another commitment, so he didn't play. Yeah, like. There were all these things going on. So when Norman came down with the flu on Monday of tournament week, his replacement, Bradley Hughes, Hughes. (laughs) had to be flown in from Japan. Oh, my God. It did not arrive in Washington until Wednesday. The tournament starts Thursday. This guy's getting off a plane from Japan on Wednesday.
1: I if so they had da- clothes for him and everything. So you this is
0: Craig it. Perry again. David was saying things like, how am I supposed to have a chance to win when nobody shows up? I imagine Trevor Immelman could say the same things yeah. this year. Yeah. Here the captain is supposed to be getting us together. And instead, he's complaining. It well, was not a good start. <laughs> I mean, that's a
1: justifiable complaint. Maybe you don't mutter I mean, it out well- with everybody earshot, but...
0: Norman comes down with the flu on Monday. Couldn't he have just sat out Thursday and been okay? Like, what kind of flu was
1: this? Right. Not Michael Jordan would have played, right? Flu game. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't Jumbo and Ernie, they just, like, <laughs> decided to play other events around the world? Instead so, of here we
0: Cup? go. So, here's Diaz. Graham's bluntness and inflexibility led to costly risks with important players. When Els decided not to play in the first President's Cup because of a previous commitment, Graham said, I hope Ernie Els regrets not playing in the President's Cup for the rest of his life. <laughs> Graham then wrote Els to reconsider his decision. At the faithful Monday meeting at the British Open, Els coolly ex- mentioned that he had not appreciated the quote or the letter.
1: Well, David, I didn't appreciate that. You could see Ernie. Just those were back when Ernie was a wild man. Rumble, rumble, rumble. All
0: right. So when Nick Price, who came to the First President Cup, exhausted from the demands of a stellar seed in which he had won the British Open and the PGA, asked to sit out an afternoon four ball match on Saturday. So he played Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, and he asked to sit on Saturday afternoon. Graham, Price says, tried to persuade him to play. When Price insisted that he was too tired, Graham relented, but the exchange reduced his standing with Price. Graham denies that he pressured Price. of well, turmoil. God. Graham's most significant run-in came with Norman, well, who did course. not play, but flew up from Home Sound, Florida, on the last day of competition to no. lend his support. Oh, norman when when norman asked graham if he could wear a microphone for the cbs telecast graham said no according to several sources an angry norman told his teammates that graham's exact words were this isn't going to be the fucking greg norman show (laughs) it's not wrong well why do you think he was flying up on the last day was it to to, to be on the telecast, or to le- yeah, the to, yeah. show
1: off for the cameras and the get on.
0: He had the, he clearly must have had the flu before Monday,
1: right? Right, it
0: seems like Norman could have
1: played, he just decided not to. Tough week for Norman Washington, looks like this, right. like this week.
0: Go ahead. So, the the internationals lose, and after the event, uh, this so the, be the Greg, <laughs> fucking Greg Norman show. <laughs> The players didn't feel the need to complain because of what Graham said at dinner with Perry Elkington and Allen B after the final round. This is a quote. David said, no way I'm doing this again. It was too much work. says this is Craig Perry to us that ended any concerns we had that David would be back. Graham denies that he said he would not return. And he said, he, this is what he said. I might have said it was a lot of work, which it was. <laughs> Fast forward to 95, and Arnold Palmer is captaining. So a lot of people speculate that this is the reason that grab really wanted to captain, was to captain against Arnold. Why? Just because... Because uh, it was Arnold Palmer, the, the event schedule. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, think, I, I think the first one was, it was Hale Irwin was the yes, first captain. it was. So yeah. Arnold brings it to a whole different level. So um, so Graham wants to go again. Craig Perry says he was not aware of the strong opposition to the choice. The problem of the international team is that because so many of us play in different places, we don't always know what the others are thinking. I doubt if the players had really shared any problems they had. Uh, I doubt if any players had really shared any problems they had with Graham. So this is kind of absolving Fincham. So Norman... What's the reason for this team meeting? So Norman felt that a need for a team meeting, and at the Buick Classic in early June, asked Perry if he would organize one. That's when the Monday meeting at the British Open was scheduled. Three weeks later, at the Greater Hartford Open, Norman launched his first public criticism of Graham by saying that the international players had not heard from Graham and were in the dark. Although Norman denies that he had an important role in Graham's removal, his comments were beginning uh were the beginning of the end. Not long after Norman informed the President's Cup office that uh that because of prior commitments he would arrive at the President's Cup on Wednesday. So Norman says because of other commitments, he's not coming to Wednesday. At this oh time God, play this began at, on Friday. It was Archie again, ninety four yeah. and ninety six, back to back. Okay. Graham's response,
1: that's unacceptable. <laughs> Not the most insane
0: response, right? I mean, so, like, you gotta... so <laughs> Graham has since come to believe that Norman played the key role of his dismissal. And we'll get more into this later. I've got a Washington Post article that goes into depth on Grave- David Graham's grievances. According to those in attendance at the meeting, when the players met at St. Anne's, they had no idea Graham's captaincy would be an issue. Before the meeting was called to order, several players asked why Graham was not present. And once it began, Graham quickly became the main topic of discussion there was no plot says chalmers but once the subject came up it was clear all of them had been thinking the same thing to that point they had all thought they were in the minority it wasn't until they got in the room and started talking they realized that they thought the same thing we made all the arguments says alan uh that it would hurt the event, that it would be a black eye for golf, that it would make the players look like traitors. At one point, Mike Bodney, the PGA Tour's vice president of international affairs, asked, has anyone given any thought to how David Graham is going to react to this? <laughs> <laughs> when the response was silence, I said, I've known the bloke for 25 years. He is not going to take this gracefully. <laughs> I can assure you he's going uh, to shit on you from gra- from a great height. <laughs> uh, so, Bodney, the vice president uh, of operations, uh, Air- Air- international affairs Ferris, for yeah. the tour... Persuades the players to delay a decision until Fincham, who is not due to arrive till the next day, could have his say. But Chalmers says that one player whom he would not identify said, if you're going to push uh, through with David, we might not play. Oh. Really? He that so anti
1: Graham. they would boycott.
0: They boycott the event. So they they allowed the vote. Bodney was fairly horrified at Chalmers, but I understood. Uh, I honestly don't think that at that point, even Tim could have saved it. This was uh, Alan. Okay. Each player put his yes or no vote. Just
1: instigating the whole thing. Just pushing everyone in this yes, direction? Yes, but Everybody kind of had been thinking along the same line. Okay. So,
0: right. so to make their decision, everybody wrote yes or no on a piece of paper. <laughs> and turned it in. Um, one player, Michael Campbell, who had not played in the first President Cup, s- decided to abstain from voting. So all the others voted to oust Graham. It was nine zero with one abstaining vote from, from Michael Holy Campbell because he was not part of the first President's Cup. Um, so, so that night was when Perry called Graham. So they, they all agreed to not tell anybody. Yep. And Fincham was coming in and they weren't going to do anything. But Perry called Graham and told them. So that it was completely undone.
1: Out of the, yeah, cats out of the bag. So
0: Graham says, I dropped, I about dropped the phone. I honestly had no inkling that there was a, a problem. I said, I'm dumbfounded. Do you have any idea how much work I've done? Right. Think about all the work these guys do. Basically up until those last few months. I was not answerable to them. I told them I would re- resign only when Tim Fincham asked me to. <laughs> not going quietly. So Fincham arrives and, you know, I didn't try and change their minds, says Fincham. When I got to the British Open, this decision had been made and had been communicated to David Trying to force feed something else was not my province of authority and probably was unworkable. I feel responsible in many ways for what happened. We knew the eligible players on the international side uh, some time ago, and we probably should have gotten them in the room and hashed out any problems. So that night he calls Graham. Tim was furious, says Graham. But he said, David, I have no choice. I understood. If I came down to David Graham or the survival of the President's Cup, I was the sacrificial lamb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't get very far.
0: Peter Thompson takes over. His first thing he says to the players, each one of you will have to live with your decision. Oh, but then he says, but he said he was honored to have been asked to be a captain and would decide in a few days. So he took a few days.
1: So who are we talking about here? I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It's Nick Price, Steve Alkington, VJ, Nabilo, McNulty, Craig Perry, David Frost, Allenby, and Senior. <laughs> yeah. And they had all played the first one. Those are the nine. And then they added Jumbo, Ernie Ells, and Norman, who just kind of <laughs> decided not to show up for various reasons of the first one.
0: Okay. All right. So. This is the, the end, of, uh, end of Jaime's great article. The final act was the official announcement of Graham's resignation. So This is the last of the oh, drama fill that. sequence. According to Perry, several pra- players wanted to release a statement that said Graham had decided oh, his no. commitments to the senior tour and golf course architecture <laughs> had made it impossible for him to continue. Just making shit up. But the tour officials were against such a strategy. The word was out and Graham might not play along. Uh, and this is uh, Chalmers. If we had said David is resigning because of the senior tour and the real story had gotten out, it would have been the worst possible nightmare. Right. So we just decided to bite the bullet. As a result, it probably was the most factual and honest press release in the history of the sport. <laughs> That's
1: true. A lot, of, a lot of nonsense in all these press releases. That's for sure.
0: Now, uh, who wants to hear a David Graham's side of this? I, I want to hear it. All right. The Washington Post. Sorry, this is long. No, you're good. Um, here's David Graham phoning into the Washington Post from Louisville, where he's playing a senior PGA Tour event. I think the whole team owes me an apology. <laughs> they cost me and the President's Cup a great amount of embarrassment. <laughs> Graham said he now believes Greg Norman was the main man behind his removal. Here's what he says about Greg. There's no question he was the instigator, no matter what he says. How do I know? David Frost told me that. Vijay Singh told me that. A few guys had a personal vendetta. I found out a lot of things I didn't know and a lot of reasons why they did it. The decision I made... Not allowing Greg to be mic'd by CVS when it came to, oh, uh, to the <laughs> event that, that Sunday was, what, listen. So, what was very significant issue with him? Graham said. The Steve Elkingtons wanted to leave the White House early Before the end of the presidential reception was an issue So Steve Elkington's talking about how he didn't let him leave the presidential reception early He didn't let him leave the White House early Mark McNulty is saying that going to the Australian embassy was the most disorganized thing he's ever seen These are the grievances (laughs) Then after the cup ended, Craig Perry <laughs> wanted me to try and exert my my position to get players fringe benefits, sponsors exemptions, or masters invitations. I uh, was looking side. for a
1: little extra sugar. There you go.
0: I <laughs> think in their meeting. <laughs> One guy said, I can't believe what happened to me. Then another guy said, this happened to me. Before you know it, they're saying, let's get rid of him. I also told I, w- I was also told that Greg Norman wanted to get rid of me from the first day I was nominated, but wanted to wait until closer to the event to embarrass and humiliate me.
1: Probably also humiliate Fincham too, right? I mean, the added yeah. ignominy brought on Fincham in the event, he probably liked.
0: So his final quote in this. It should have never happened. It should have never been allowed to happen. It was very inappropriate. I have no interest in a lawsuit. That's not in my best interest or the best interest of golf. It's the wrong thing to do. God.
1: I'm just thinking about like basically August 1st, you know, for these matches that are like mid-September, late-September. All of a sudden, the guy's taken out. Like, think about the time now that goes into these, too. Like, the year, year-plus, two-year commitment of, like, all this PR and, you know, nonsense. Team building. I mean, think about
0: Stenson happening a month right. before.
1: Right. Right. That Yeah. God, I love the drama. Norman. So, this is a present-day thing. Norman got chased off of Capitol Hill. These guys, Republicans, hardcore right wingers, left, I don't know, they're all, like, saying he's, Get the hell out of our face. They just, they can't. Norman has baggage. He just has baggage with everybody and everything going back to this 90s going like his life is one long conflict. Rolex. He has
0: baggage with Rolex.
1: Right? And like he's probably who they needed to be this shameless shit stir to get it off the ground. they just got to be in a real executive that can go, that doesn't have the baggage that he has. Anyways, kind of an amazing story that relates to a little bit of this going back. He's just burned so many bridges. There's so many people who want to punch him back out there. So, um, all right. Great flashback Friday. I love that. Thinking about getting rid of the captain a a month before. Uh, Do you want to go over the pairings or quickly? We're just going to announce them. I don't think we need to do a ton of hashtag analysis as you put it. Uh, First off, Eleven thirty-five a.m. Speed Thomas against Scott Davis. So the two, you know, tall drink of water Aussies are up against JT and Jordan Speed.
0: Uh, anything there? Any reaction there? It's better. I than- have just a, a simple question: Have we just become like the buddy, the buddy pairing system two point with the U.S. Why? I mean, it doesn't matter. Spieth
1: and JT together
0: and xander and cantley and who is the other who's the other one today oh sam burns Sheffler and Scheffler. yeah it's just buddy redux
1: yeah well you think
0: drew's making and they, just calls? Have, drew? they just have they just have so like, much talent that it
1: doesn't matter no you can hide it cart cam with drew love did you like cart cam oh Seems cart like cam captain's cam <laughs> what the, is that
0: doing there's, not, there's not even a mic Sitting. If there's a mic, it might be interesting.
1: He's on his phone now. Now he's staring off into the distance. He's driving. driving. <laughs>
0: it's
1: terrible. You have motion sickness. And Drew was, Maybe Drew is making the parents. But yes, JT and Jordan Speed seem uh, inseparable. Um, second, second match, another Buddy Boys, Scheffler Burns against Sanjay and Sebastian Munoz uh i don't know it's the only american team that lost but they should be heavily favored Bassi and Sanjay. sanjay has got a he played well in royal melbourne he's got to bring it tomorrow match three kisner camion against mito and christian bezaden out <laughs> this is the, match of the day right here i mean that that is whew, that's yeah whatever that, that's when you look at wikipedia you know 10 years from now you're like really that was a match. You know, when we look back at some of these matches now. Um match nine, this is the fourth of the day, this is X and Cantley. So those guys are together against Hideki and Tom Kim. Were you Tom Kim seems like he's battling out there, but you know, we'll see. He needs more. How come we can't get Sanjay and Tom together? It does that's odd, right? It's odd, right? And then match ten, the last one. Billy Boys with Max Homa, chatting up Max Homa all day uh, against Corey Connors and Taylor Pendrith, the Can- Canucks, the Canuck duo, which I believe, who does that leave on the bench? Who do we have that left? That would here? be, it would be. For, for the internationals, it's KH Lee, um, Vino, and. and uh, oh, yeah. Wow. And. Sitting is interesting. Uh, Morikawa. Is Morikawa yeah. out?
0: Yeah, he played great. The way
1: he played, God, he was completely dialed in. Morikawa and Finau are sitting on the internationals as somebody else.
0: Uh, Do you think the Canadians can pull out a point? Yes, against Billy. I like Boy that. And Homa. Do you think they put Billy that. Boy out the, at the last possible situation they How could are to they try and get him? Wait until the. T- they're, they're trying to amp him down. They probably were too worried yeah. about him being too
1: amped up, right? Burn off that energy by by the time you get to the first tee. <laughs> yeah, he's matched ten. So uh, anything else? I don't have a whole lot of other
0: analysis. They kind of. Uh, this is going to be painfully slow. Yeah, four balls. Like I'd be worried about about like six six p.m. finish is my guess. Six p.m. Eastern.
1: The first is eleven thirty-five. The last is twelve thirty-five. So, yeah could get into 6 p.m. Um
0: which U- is kind of good for a Friday night.
1: Internationals got to get it to like what? 6-4, which would mean they lead, need to win 3-2. Right?
0: I mean, se- I think 7-3 is a, is a win. Oh, if they keep them in their sixes. No chance. If they keep it if they hold serve. All Listen, my hope, best case scenario for this event is that the internationals have some mathematical semblance of a chance on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping for it. Um, it was, it was a tough first hour just with everything, you know, never leading any holes, you know, the intro ceremony just kind of started slow, but we'll be back Friday, 1135 first tea time. We won't, Jordan's we speaking. won't be we back. Won't, we will not be doing dailies. Away. We're, we're we're going the David Graham route and we're, uh, <laughs> Take removing ourselves from the situation or getting fired, whatever it may be. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Enjoy your weekends. Uh, enjoy the Pres cup. And uh, we'll talk to you then.